anybody listening, welcome to the Sweat the Small Stuff podcast. Welcome, uh, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. I should have been more high energy there. This is your host, Ethan. I'm with my co-host, TJ. What up, TJ? Uh, oh, I'm great. I'm glad you didn't include my last name this time, uh, censored or not. You, you know, made a let's, big- let's keep this casual. Did you check that last one after the fact, like you said you would? I didn't. Ah, well, lucky for you, I did. I did put the the bleep in. So. You censored me. Okay, good. I appreciate that, and I figured you would. I I feel like I didn't need to check up on you, and then I'm glad that my intuition was correct. Well, uh, you absolutely. And uh, to our audience, it's good to talk to you all again. It is December seventeenth. It's uh, mm. been a couple of weeks since our last recording, the Gonzaga deep dive with uh, my brother Sean was a good episode it was a banger i think it kept people captivated for the last fortnight or so um you know whoever we got we had some things happen i moved i i moved across town yeah you moved we used to be neighbors and now we're strangers i know yeah more more i don't know we were like a 15 20 minute drive away from each other now might as well be three hours you know yeah Uh, (laughs) it's far man it's gonna like it's crazy. I don't even know who you are anymore. Well, at, at heart, I'm still... I miss your scent. I miss being around you. <laughs> I, I wish I could quit you. I miss it as well. Um, but I've also missed podcasting, and uh, I'm glad we're here doing this. we got some sports to talk about. In I missed Boston. your brilliant uh, conduits there, your transitions. So, we got us to be. We got to keep it rolling, man. You know, we can't miss a beat. Um, and you know who's Speaking not? Speaking of beats, let's talk about a potential beat down. Uh, <laughs> moving into our first category here in some boxing news. Uh, how was that? That was a good. That was a good was like good. Ethan transition. Stop, man! Don't stop. Keep us going. What's happening in boxing? <sighs> so, there has, I guess, unfortunately, been a lot of big boxing news lately. Um, not a lot of it great, in my opinion. Specifically, uh, I guess one of the big things is that uh, Floyd Mayweather, arguably th- in the in the conversation for best boxer of all time, has accepted a uh, exhibition match against the YouTube celebrity Logan Paul. Um, that fight is slated to take place in February, and. I, I've just flipped the switch on the the Paul brothers. I, I think I've said on this podcast that this can only be good for boxing because it's it's inviting a new generation of people in. And that was when they were fighting just other non-real fighters. Um, I think they've gotten a little too big for their britches lately, and they've started targeting like real actual boxers and and i think floyd mayweather here is striking while the iron is hot he understands that this is going to be a massive payday which floyd money mayweather i get it he's all about that paycheck and i guarantee he's going to walk away with a significant uh chunk of change here but i'm just i do not want this to legitimize the paul brothers uh and their attempts to I guess, just break into professional fighting, especially when it's so difficult for many people who have spent their lives and are are working and busting 
every so, putting up their entire like livelihoods at the shot just for a shot at glory and these guys just because they have a youtube following are are kind of just jumping ahead and also collecting these paydays um yeah I'm, my question i was a fan i'm no longer a fan you know we got this fight coming up between logan paul floyd mayweather you're talking about the class of floyd as a boxer and you know logan just being a youtuber and logan's just not even the better brother as far as boxers go, Jake Paul actually has won some fights. Logan, I think we touched on this in last week's episode. We're still waiting for him to get his first W. So it's it's not a test. Like, we just have one guy who's undefeated going against a guy that has never won a fight. And the other guy is, like, you know, retired at 50-0. and 0. Um, So at this point, it's just kind of guessing how long it'll run before Floyd just stops toying with the guy and takes him out. Um, seems like maybe, you know... Three rounds, I don't know, but it, it can't last very long. It's just one guy just kind of letting the other guy swing as much as he wants for a little while. And what you got to remember is that if you're a professional fighter and you're in here for this exhibition, whether or not you want it to last just a few rounds, uh, if Logan Paul lands like a lucky shot, and Floyd Mayweather, he's he's got... Just Best reflexes. A, a great, great reflexes and an iron chin. Is he going to be able to reel back his emotions in real time enough to say mentally, okay, this kid just hit me in the head with full force. Do I need this to last two more rounds just to make it entertaining? Or am I going to end this now? Because who does this guy think he is? <laughs> I know, yeah, like, just if he can contain game, like, game time rage, you know, like, hold that in, um, that animal instinct, uh, it's, yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard that point come up yet, um, so yeah, I, I don't know that he's gonna be able to, to hold it in if, if Logan Paul just so happens to land, like, even a decent punch, uh, whether or not that's gonna be over, and if I'm being honest, as somebody who considers himself a boxing fan, I would be completely happy with a first round 20 second stoppage <laughs> just to put some people in their place, get them back to reality. Don't let him say, oh, I lasted three rounds with someone who is arguably the best boxer of all time. And all that will do is you know, reinforce the idea for more people in Hollywood or other sports, Nate Robinson's, you know, to come out and say, oh, maybe I should give boxing a shot, you know. Um, and that's fine. Keep Stay in your lane. When you start to get real fighters involved and when real fighters start to legitimize it, that's where I start to have a problem with it because these are not good ambassadors for the sport of boxing anymore. And I'm, I'm doing a completely 180. It, if they were able to stay in the whole like YouTube fighter versus YouTube fighter, uh, former professional athlete, not fighter versus, you know, YouTube star, I'm cool with it. But to legitimize them in this way is almost an insult to everybody who's, who's tried and even gotten somewhat close to, to making it and just not getting there. True. This is like a, a mashup of the previous fight card that we had main events with, uh, you know, former 
retired, you know, retired former fighter, which was like Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. Instead, we're just getting one of them and then one of the celebrity boxers, so to speak. So and they'll make and, money. I and mean, it'll make money. And while we're talking about how terrible the Paul brothers are, uh, Jake Paul has publicly called out Conor McGregor uh, in several videos. Uh, one recently, uh, this this week, he dropped a video where he's smoking a cigar saying like that he'd sent Conor McGregor a $50 million fight offer uh, separately. He also has a video of him pulling up on uh dylan dylan danis i i don't he he's part of conor mcgregor's crew and uh jake paul rolls up in the back of a pickup truck uh where dylan danis is doing some type of uh public uh recording i don't know exactly what he's doing there's cameras there uh jake paul rolls up in the back of this pickup and starts launching water balloons at him calling him uh you're going to have to bleep this. Conor McGregor's bitch. You're a bitch. They drive by, toss water balloons at him, and then drive away. Uh, I think he's trying to bait Conor McGregor into a boxing match. Again, uh, Conor McGregor doesn't need a huge payday. There's no reason he should even legitimize this. But this is just more of the outrageous just nonsense that I think is, is not a good look for professional fighting in any respect. Do you, what do you think the numbers were for Mike Tyson and Roy Jones? I, I pulled up the pay-per-view sales. What What's your estimate off the top of your head? Are we talking pay-per-view sales number or like dollar amount? I got both here. Uh, I'll say dollar amount, uh, $300 million. And remember, these were $50 fights. Like for yeah. fifty dollars pay per view purchases. Yeah, three hundred million. So you're okay. So you're saying like you think six hundred million people or six million people bought this fight? Yeah. Was that it was not that high. Okay. Uh, it was. Well, the there was one point six million sales pay per view okay. purchases, eighty million dollars generated. Still insane as far as boxing pay per view numbers are concerned. I know we've covered like the top pay-per-view fights before. Like, what's another big one that you'd want to compare it to? Like Floyd and McGregor. Floyd McGregor. Well, I'm just thinking like since everybody is you know stuck in this pandemic, that they would have been more than a million. Um, I mean, people are stuck in this pandemic. Not everyone has the money to buy a pay-per-view fight like they did pre-pandemic. I guess so. I think it takes a little bit more to get you to eke out your wallet these days than it might have last year. I guess a million is actually pretty big. Like to put it into perspective, uh, Floyd v. Pacquiao was five million, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Floyd v. Canelo was two point two million. So I guess I guess those numbers do add up. That's that yeah. is a that's a big fight. I, big I don't fight. know what I was thinking. Exhibition between two retired guys. Uh, all right. And uh, we have speaking some real fights. Of Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Canelo Alvarez, the uh, one arguably the best pound for pound, pound boxer in the game right now. He is he, being advertised as the best pound for pound boxer right now. Oh, for sure. 
Um, I mean, you know he's getting pumped out as that at the moment because he has a fight coming up this Saturday. Hopefully this episode of Sweat the Small Stuff is dropped by then. We will certainly do our best. But this Saturday, the 19th, Canelo Alvarez is duking it out with English boxer Callum Smith, who is undefeated. I think he has a record of 27-0, and 0, uh, something like 27 that. 27-0, and 0, 19 of 27 by knockout. That's crazy. Uh, Canelo, I think, has one loss on his belt. Um, but it and will... that one loss is to Floyd Mayweather. Yes. Uh, so get hyped about this fight. It is an early Christmas present for us all as boxing fans. We had to go through so much of this year with uh, low-quality boxing. I mean, I love the summer series, but uh, we had, like, one great, you know, notable boxer that actually fought in that, in that series, uh, Shakur Stevens. And it's it's nice to get some of the big names coming out now and, and, and fighting. Um, so I'm going to be watching it. I'm extremely excited. Uh, Absolutely. Yet another and, and as we start. mentioned uh, in previous podcasts, Canelo Alvarez, after the conclusion of a recent lawsuit with Golden Boy Promotions, is now a free agent in boxing. Yeah. So now he's free to take the fights that he wants and he's free to demand the money that he wants. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, the fighter with 56 fights, uh, 53 wins, 36 of those 53 by knockout, one loss and two draws um, facing off against Callum Smith. Something that is going to be very apparent as soon as these two are in the same room is that Canelo Alvarez uh, coming in at five feet, nine inches in height with a reach of 70 and a half inches versus Callum Smith, six feet, three inches, a 78 inch reach. Both of these boxers are 30 years old. Uh, I think they were born within three months of each other. This is going to be insane. This is going to be a great fight. Especially because Canelo Alvarez, obviously, with his pedigree as the pound-for-pound best boxer, uh, he has fought in light heavyweight, super middleweight, middleweight, light middleweight, and welterweight, obviously with great success each time. But I don't know that he has fought a super middleweight competitor with the size and power as Callum Smith. Make sure to watch it. It's going to be on DAZN. I mean, we talked about Canelo being a free agent. He broke up with Golden Boy, not DAZN. And uh, I'm happy about that because it makes it easy to catch the fight if you can afford their, their one-month subscription. Or get a year. This is not a uh, DAZN ad, but uh, get DAZN. Uh, right. DAZN, if you're listening, we are open to being paid for repping yes. you. We will take your money. Um, all right, so that's our boxing boxing headlines. There's a lot of good fights out there. It is fight season. so And I'm excited to talk about the results of those fights on our next recording. Oh, my gosh. I am, uh, I'm on pins and needles for these. So, um, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, soccer. Soccer is in the news as well. Last time we talked, it was the playoffs for the MLS Cup. And uh, the MLS Cup has concluded. We took a couple weeks off on the podcast, and the playoffs just flew by. But I uh, wanted to report that the Columbus crew – was victorious. They are an original MLS team. They were at risk of relocation a few years ago to, I think, uh, Austin, and uh, they ended up just making an expansion team down there. So 
Columbus uh, crew stayed. They have survived, and now they are national champions. So congratulations, Columbus. Uh, here's a sweaty cheers to you, Columbus. Yeah, here's a fun fact. The Columbus crew actually discovered Major League Soccer. Um, <laughs> they thought that they were discovering the country of India, but they actually just discovered a league of soccer. I, I don't know. I thought that was going to be better. So In my head, it was going places, and then it just stopped going there. <laughs> uh, so that's our, that's our soccer corner. NBA corner, preseason's here. That may sound strange to, to anybody listening, because it feels like just a few weeks ago, we were talking about the conclusion of the 2019-2020 season. And uh, yeah, you're not mistaken. We did just recently finish the uh, NBA season right before Halloween, where the Lakers helped lead to the uh, spike in COVID cases, right? At least in California, we covered that. At least in California. And uh, NBA is back. They didn't want to take too much time off. I guess Barack Obama has said that he was actually consulted about the NBA starting at this time, and he gave Adam Silver his, like, blessing, so to speak, to move forward with it. I was listening to Obama. Barrio says it's okay. Yeah. I think it's fine. <laughs> so it's got uh, some presidential backing here. And, uh, yeah, the, the preseason is upon us. So get, uh, I don't know. Get hype. Get hyped. Yeah, get hyped for your favorite team. Uh, it's back. And, also, uh, uh, if you haven't seen it, check out the clip of Barack Obama uh, on the campaign trail with President-elect Joe Biden just draining a three Uh <laughs> organically or at least it seems in the video yeah they're walking past a basketball court somebody just tosses barack the ball and he just lines up at the three drains it walks away like a badass and then turns around and says this is my barack obama impression that's what i do that wasn't very good but that's what he said uh ball is life for barry o He's, uh, yeah, I love how much of a sports fan Barack Obama is. Uh, obviously a big baseball guy with the Chicago White Sox. I know he's got some fandom there. And, uh, yeah, you know, um, always happy to see him involved in the sports universe. But as the uh, NBA goes on, so does NBA drama. We've been seeing a lot of uh, James Harden trying to force his way out of the Houston Rockets organization. It's been in the news lately. He's made it apparent that he wants to go to a contender uh, with the recent change in ownership and GM um, down in Houston, there's just it, it looks like they're selling parts. Uh, they they sent out Russell Westbrook went to Washington uh, Wizards and Covington, their uh, big man. He was sent out to Portland where we're at, and is a member of the Trailblazers now. Um, and Harden's trying to get out himself. They brought in John Wall in that trade with the Wizards, but. Uh, Harden's made it apparent that does not change anything to him. He still wants to get out of Houston. So, sorry, John Wall. <laughs> You're not that cool, I guess. But it's it's not as if he's just allowed to dictate the terms of his trade. The, uh, pardon me, the Houston Rockets are the ones in control here. Yes, they can try to be cool to James Harden and send him somewhere that he would like. But at what point are those teams accepting a risk where this trade occurs and there's no guarantee that he's going to stay with them? 
uh, are they going to be stuck in a Houston Rockets-like situation when that contract is over? And in fact, uh, ESPN earlier this afternoon uh, dropped an article. This is uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Wojbomb. Watch bomb. This isn't necessarily a bomb, but uh, in this article, he explains that uh, several teams have expressed to ESPN that they're feeling less inhibited about trading for Harden because there is no assurances that he'd re-sign with them once he became a free agent in two years. Uh, keep in mind that the Houston Rockets still owe uh, a huge chunk of the $133 million dollars uh, remaining on his contract there so he can ask and plead all he wants but I think at the end of the day the Houston Rockets are going to look at trades that are going to benefit their team the most not look at what James, Har- James Harden wants. Jimothy Harden uh, yeah I mean he he wants to go to a contender he's he's published a list uh, he wants to go to either the Bucks, Heat, 76ers or the Nets um, Nets obviously are, are looking kind of scary this year with Kevin Durant back healthy and Kyrie Irving. And uh, that sound, if Harden went there, holy smokes, that's the most volatile combo of personalities I can think of. Um, <laughs> but they all have one thing in common is that they just want to get rings. They have a first year head coach too in Steve Nash. I just oh think my gosh. The if, most if, if, he, if Steve Nash was able to land James Harden, I think it would be just a recipe for absolute like inflation of ego. Um, because how do you not accept the success of a super team like that when, you know, was he the driving factor? Who knows? Nah. Uh, could, could he lead? This it's, is conjecture, hell, obviously, but hell of a sink or swim. If you can't win as a coach with those three guys, get out of town, right? Like exactly. You know, Freddie Kitchens route, like, oh, I got Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. This is a 9-10 win. To- oh, I'm fired? Okay. <laughs> um, so, hey, we'll, we'll see where he goes. We'll see what Houston gets in compensation. But it seems apparent that he won't be in Houston much longer. Houston, you've got a problem. Nice. Over, overused headline, but we're going to throw it out there. Um Here's a here's a headline that is not overused. I doubt we've we've seen this. Here's one. a headline that's never been used. Dwight Howard is getting sued by two women hired to take care of his giant snake. And no, that is no innuendo or euphemism. That is legitimately what he's being sued for, in a way. Um, two women are claiming that Dwight Howard owes them at least fifty thousand dollars in unpaid wages for services rendered including taking care of Howard's exotic snake collection, which, if you're a fan of the Animal Planet or um, Discovery Channel, I think you'll maybe recognize that Dwight Howard has had some special cameos on on their television programs for what looks like Pimp My uh, Pet Cage or something like that. <laughs> Pimp My Pet Cage? No, it's <laughs> called uh, uh, Tremendous Terrariums. Uh, no, actually, it, it was the Discovery channel show tanked oh man they should have hired us to make their their name for their show that's a terrible discovery channel if you're listening we (laughs) will provide our services at true a a number that is lower than you could even imagine we'll throw in some ads as well we got the time 
Um, but yeah, uh, so these women were hired in 2018 to handle business affairs and administrative tasks for Howard, you know, basic assistant type duties. And that seems to have quickly spiraled out of control as Dwight Howard proceeded to fire his groundskeeper, maid, and butler, and then pass those duties on to these women um, to the point that one of the women's claim, one of the women claims that she was instrumental in Dwight Howard landing his contract with the Los Angeles Lakers that led to him getting this recent NBA title. She said and that I'm going to be honest. If I'm Dwight Howard's lawyer and this is part of their complaint, if this is something that they have stated on paper more. while they're suing him, I cannot wait until the discovery phase rolls around because to be a fly on the wall of that attorney's office, once they get what is alleged to be the proof that the reason he got signed is because of this person, it would be incredible. I would love that. Oh, man. We need to get uh, Frank Salzano, our favorite sports attorney on the case here. I don't know if he practices outside of Texas with Ezekiel Elliott, but we need to, we need to get him in the works. We can get Rudy Giuliani in here. It could be a whole thing. Whoa, I didn't realize the cybersecurity of uh, the world is at stake. Um, is he a cybersecurity guy? For a while, he's the head of, uh, like, the suit on, in President Trump's cabinet, like, head of cybersecurity or something like that. Oh, my God. That sounds outrageous enough to be real. Uh, top One of the top uh, picks for this on Google was, top hits was, uh, NBC News article, Rudy Giuliani needed Apple genius help to unlock his iPhone after being named Trump cybersecurity advisor. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's um, an article from October 2019. Gosh dang it. <laughs> uh, so he was, this was less than a month after named, I guess this is reporting two years after the fact because it was about a month after he was named President Trump's cybersecurity advisor 2017 that he had to walk into an apple store in downtown san francisco looking help for help with his new gadget i hate everything about that story so what i don't movie. hate is the rest of this story yeah. uh specifically is and and again that that dwight howard the former laker and former champion of the nba somehow needed this would-be administrative assistance quote, network and contacts to help land his $2.5 million contract with the Lakers. Um, I look forward to seeing how this plays out, and I want to know specifically about why these two women, and I'm guessing it's $50,000 total, so they're suing him for twenty five grand each, or is this a $100,000 discrepancy? I'm not sure. I can't wait to figure out how this goes. And I also can't wait for the eventual Netflix docu-series, Snake King, starring Dwight Howard. Incredible. I can't wait to put that on my recommendations list. Is he a former champion? You say that, but wouldn't he be a current NBA champion? I know he's no longer with the Lakers, but he was on the last NBA championship team. So would, that, would he still be a champion until there's a new one? I guess you're right. Yeah, that, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, he is... Among, well, 
yes, I guess my brain was just thinking like uh, the championship team. I guess former member of the championship team. Sure. Okay. All right. We're, we're we're getting too deep there. We're getting too deep there. Uh, move you along. You heard a conjecture. Now get ready for conjecture. Conjecture. Starring Ethan. <laughs> throwing last names out here too. Wow, doxing me, man. You can you can bleep that if you want. I most certainly will. Um, <laughs> you set a precedent. Um, but news goes on, the beat goes on, and uh, so is the NFL. NFL, we are approaching the postseason. We're not quite there yet. I think we're entering week 15 right now in the NFL. Is that yeah, right? In fact, the Raiders are taking on the Chargers as we speak. And when I left, it was halftime. And Derek Carr had left the field due to an injury, and Marcus Mariota had taken the field. So then it was Mariota versus Justin Herbert, two former Oregon quarterbacks going head-to-head. The current score in the third quarter is 24-17, and that's pretty neat. That's pretty up-to-date. Yeah, how about that? Two Oregon quarterbacks. Man, people treat... Marcus Mariota, like he is a living deity here in Oregon. I don't, I don't feel like I hear the same about Herbert. I feel like Herbert's been the better pro, but Mariota was like the more. You're not alone in saying Herbert's the better quarterback. Uh, he's <laughs> professional level. Before I walked away from the game, he was two touchdown passes away from taking the record for most touchdown passes by a rookie. Um, and I think he is still number one in passing yards per game by a rookie, and I think he's top 10 in every other metric you can measure a quarterback by in their rookie year. So, no, you are not alone in saying that he's the better uh, rookie or at least the better draft prospect at his time. Well, I hope the Chargers uh, can find a way to get a win here. I feel like they, they deserve it. They've, they've been trying. They, uh, they have not gotten very many of those, probably the one area that Herbert hasn't excelled in yet. Um, as as a fan of the Denver Broncos, I hope both of these teams somehow lose this game. <laughs> Rooting for ties. I like it. Uh, so, no, no, no. I don't want them to both get a tie. I want them both to lose. If it was possible, that is my ideal scenario. Okay, okay. But also well, as a Broncos fan, Von Miller will be hosting. <laughs> it's your I podcast like I'm, now. Let's go. I'm pulling the steam out, man. I'm, I need to let you go. I need to... Need to pass it back. I'm getting a little too big here. I'm I'm Jake Paul and Logan Pauling. You you need to Floyd Mayweather me. I know. I'm take over like these a, transitions. Nate Robinson in Robinsony right now. Um, but hey, I am just trying to get out some news about the postseason. It's coming up in a couple of weeks here, and the wild card game is going to be getting the Nickelodeon special treatment. We are getting an NFL football game, playoff game aired on Nickelodeon trying to get the kids involved here, trying to spur some fandom with our youth of America. And we talked about this, I think, when they initially announced it way back in, like, January or February. I remember getting a little amped on what we were going to see. You know, are we getting some uh, – is Gronk getting slimed? You know, things like that. And we, it's going to be superimposed, we're finding out. There is going to be slime – uh, it's not going to be actual live slime, but uh, we're going to get some graphics, and uh, they're going to have some fun with this. We're also getting googly eyes on the players, so that'll be, be fun. These are not Ask Jeeves eyes. These are not Bing eyes. These are googly eyes. Um, yeah, and it does lead a little bit of a question as to how much 
are we risking um, NFL players cursing? Um, Especially with no crowd here. Uh, some of these audibles are already outrageous. In yeah. fact, uh, I, to reference even tonight's game, Damian Lillard was called out as an audible by Derek Carr before he left the game due to an injury, um, which I thought was just amazing because Damian Lillard being from Oakland and is a notable Oakland Raiders fan. Uh, so whoever is playing in the Saturday game that is going to be watched by what I imagine is going to be millions of children is also going to be subject to just these really strange audibles. And oh my gosh, I, I want to find a way to watch this broadcast. I want to watch the Nickelodeon broadcast and not the NFL or ESPN or whatever. I need, I need the Nickelodeon cut. Give it to me. I got cable, man. Come on over. Um, just don't get COVID between now and then I'm trying to keep my, my circle clean. However, uh, aside from that, we'll cut that. I'll clean your circle. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember being like a, a kid, like at 10 years old or so, when Tom Brady was entering the league and winning that first NFL championship back in 2001. And I remember like seeing him like in commercials afterwards on the Disney Channel being like, I'm going to Disney World now that I'm a Super Bowl champion. Like, what, what's the first thing you're going to do? I'm going to Disneyland. That's what they'd always ask, and uh, I remember thinking, like, wow, what a what a wholesome guy that Tom Brady is, you know, winning the Super Bowl, clean-cut, all-American looking. Now that I'm an adult, I realize he is mean to his teammates. He just screams at them on the sidelines. He, like, screams, he screams get at his teammates. F- he screams yeah. at the coaches. Scream, get effing set. Like, Gronk, stand the F up, you know, like, things like that. And uh, there's going to be – I mean, I'm not saying it's only going to happen if the Bucks are in the – championship game but like i i bet aaron Rodgers, drew Brees, like a lot of these guys they both let the f word slip out every now and then maybe not philip rivers but i don't think the colts are going to make it to be honest with you yeah and uh as i had alluded to earlier von miller the super bowl 50 mvp denver bronco will be hosting the spongebob sports pants countdown special which will uh, air just before the NFL wildcard game on Nickelodeon. This is the first time Nickelodeon will be airing any professional football. Obviously, this is some type of play to try and help hook younger audiences in, and I am 100,000% on board and completely excited to see what kind of outrageousness could possibly be included into an NFL game, even if it's just superimposed after the fact. Should be incredible. Definitely going to be one to watch. Um, that's, I think that's it. That's our sports news for the day. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Uh, so, recommendations on uh, on this last week or so. TJ, what what have you been doing to keep the time? What are you into these days? What's happening? I got a double header tonight. Uh, it's been a long time since we recorded. It feels like an eternity. So I've been filling my time in a number of ways. Uh, first and foremost, I I have an Xbox. I subscribe to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Xbox, or pardon me, Microsoft recently purchased a uh, controlling share in Bethesda, 
which is a video game company who is responsible for many popular games, one of which I have been spending a significant amount of time with, is Doom Eternal, which is available as part of the Xbox Game Pass. It is one of the most innovative and fun first-person shooting games I have played in a long time. I've actually just yesterday finally beat the very last level of the original campaign i purchased the dlc for what is advertised as at least three and a half hours of extra content uh really digging it uh it's it's just an, an excellent amount of fun i played it on one of the harder settings so there was a lot of dying but i never felt discouraged when i died in this game even though all these giant demons were just like mauling and cutting up my body it it was just so much fun and i it, it challenged me to like come up with different strategies and just kind of like learn the weapon loops of the game, so to speak. So that's one doom eternal on the Xbox. Get it, get it, get it. Number two. And this might be a, like a three parter. Number two, I actually recently started reading Stephen King's the stand. It's hard to recommend this because it is Stephen King's most popular book. It's sold millions of copies. Um, people listening to this is probably already probably already read it and they're just like wow how are you gonna write this isn't some under the table i'm not discovering this but i've never read anything stephen king and um my family my siblings and i had watched the original miniseries uh of the stand the recreation of the stand by cbs which aired i want to say mid 90s let me let me confirm that but uh it was starring like rob lowe Molly Ringwald, wow, um, yeah, a lot of heavy, a lot of heavy hitters. Uh, well, it was 1994. Yeah, uh, Rob Lowe, Molly Ringwald, Gary Sinise. Uh, let's see here. That's that's those are the heavy hitters. The reason that I've started reading it as opposed to rewatching the miniseries, the original miniseries, which I did rewatch this year, is that starting today, if you have CBS All Access they have rebooted the miniseries and the first episode is now available to watch, which I'll be watching this weekend. Uh, hopefully after I've already chewed through enough of the novel, the stand. So those are my recommendations, several layers of plural. Hell yeah. Um, all right. I would like to throw out a recommendation for an album, man on the moon three, the Chosen by uh, Kid Cudi, and it's a, a sequel to two albums that he came out with over a decade ago. Man on the Moon 2 came out in 2010, and Man on the Moon I think came out in 2009, and he's, he's had albums since then, obviously. Uh, not all have been as well received as his early works, those initial Man on the Moon projects. Um, he had some missteps along the way, but he did have a great collaboration a couple years ago with Kanye West, Kids See Ghosts Sometimes. Um, this is right up there, I think, with that and his early Man on the Moon projects with me. It's got a ton of great songs, and uh, it's got that classic Cuddy feel. He has a great uh, feature with Phoebe Bridgers, who's super hot right now, one of like the hot new artists of 2020, I'd say, with her EPs. 2019-2020, but she's definitely one of the up-and-coming artists right now. And uh, she yes. made my oh, one of my OG recommendations. Yeah, and uh, this album has some bangers on it. We got some highlights. I'll throw out tequila shots. 
Tequila uh, shots is number one for me. That's sorry for jumping in, but yes. Yeah, Mr. Solo Dolo three and uh, four to kids were a few tracks that I really dug off of it, as well as uh, that Phoebe Bridgers track called Loving Me. So give the album a listen. Uh, highly recommend it. There were other, other couple albums that came out. I know a lot of people were talking about that new T-Swift album, Evermore. It's pretty good. Definitely recommend people checking that one out as well. That was, I. if I could have recommended a fourth or third or fifth thing, it would have been Evermore. But yeah. I, I had already, you know, it, it was too much. Uh, it seems to pick up right where Folklore left off, another album she released early this year. It. She calls it this a sister album. Um, and don't be confused. It's not just B-sides of that album. There are definitely some heavy hitters on Evermore as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, that's my recommendations. Uh, so we got some video games for you guys, got some albums for you guys, got some books, mini series, TV, check it all out. That should keep anyone listening to this busy for the week. And until we talk to you all again, keep sweating. <laughs>